You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Let's notice the book of Romans. It's right because it's the Bible. It ain't just right because Pastor Cochran said it. No, I got to back it up with Bible, you know. And when you teach and preach like this, you know, especially in the day and time we live in, we need Bible. We need Bible. You know, y'all don't, 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 want, don't desire my opinion, but desire the Word of God. Amen? Because my opinion can be wrong. Right? But God's Word is never going to be to be wrong. Amen. As you turn into Romans, the eighth chapter, let's do our Bible check. I want to see how many have your Bibles. Raise your Bibles high so that your neighbors can see that you got your Bible. Amen. I'm looking. I'm looking. Everybody needs your own Bible. Everybody needs your own Bible. If you're a visitor, if you're fortunate to be back with us, bring your Bible. Bring your Bible. Bring your Bible. And you say, well, Pastor, I don't mind looking on with somebody else, but I mean... Again, I kind of relate it to eating out, you know. Why I'm going to eat on somebody else's plate when I can have my own, you know. Come on. Some of, some of you like me, I really, uh-oh, I really don't like folks eating off my plate. You know, I'll do it, but, you know, sometimes like, hey, go ahead and get your own. You know, you go out there. It's certain stuff with me and Donald went out to eat. They didn't give us enough to be sharing. And so there are certain restaurants we go to, we order two, two appetizers, two, two, because I know she liked this and I like it. So, hey, we, <laughs> yes, yes, Lord, y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on now, Romans 8, Romans 8, Romans 8. Now, I share when I have to. I share. Romans 8. Romans 8. Now, we need to pay attention this morning, and we do a good job here. We do a good job. I have some folk in this congregation that you you love the word you love the word amen and i appreciate that about you romans 8 and verse number five one verse of scripture romans the eighth chapter looking at verse number five i'm reading out the new king james version paul tells the church at rome for those who live According to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, notice what they do with their minds. They set their minds on the things of the flesh. But there's another choice. But those who live according to the Spirit, now I wouldn't be wrong to add this, they set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And see, whatever you, including myself, whatever we set our minds on, that's what we're going to live according to. If I set my mind on 
the things of the flesh, then I'm going to live according to the flesh. Right? But there's another choice. I can set my mind on the things of the spirit. Then I will live according to the spirit. And we know that our theme this year is let this mind, or the theme scripture, Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so I talked about, and I have been continuing to talk about it, that if we're going to have the mind of Christ, we're going to have it because that's what we choose. That's what we let be so. That's what we allow to be so. But I've also been talking to us about that this will be the year where we have to let certain things happen. We have to allow certain things to be so in our lives. But we also have to prevent certain things from being so. And so this is going to be a year where God is going to work on us to the point to where he's going to let us know what we need to let be so in our lives. But at the same time, he's going to be dealing with us about things that we don't need to allow this to be so in our lives. Now, for some of you, that's going to be a challenge because certain things have, have been a certain way in your life for a minute now. Minute being a long time. But you have to start preventing certain things from being so. Right? And in order to do it, it's going to take a fight. In order to do it, it's going to take a fight. Nobody this year is going to have the mind of Christ by accident. If you have the mind, if you right now this morning can say to me, Pastor, I have the mind of Christ, you have it because you choose to have it. And there are some things that you're doing to continue to have it. But there are also some things that you are fighting not to allow to take place. Come on, some of us in a fight. Remember what I said, the mind is the battleground. This is the battleground. And so if I'm going to set my mind on the things of the spirit, then I have to understand that that's going to be a battle because of what Paul mentions in Romans 8, which is the flesh. There are also demons that are going to war against our mind. And then we're going to deal with trials as well as circumstances and situations, watch this, that are simply a part of life. All these things are coming at us, but if I'm going to have the mind of Christ, or if I'm going to set my mind on what is spiritual, then I have to fight to do so. It's important reason why I'm taking my time. I got to fight to do so. Because some of us, we don't have the right mind because we're not fighting to possess it. Not the way you need to fight. Okay? And so based upon all of that, my subject this morning, fighting to have the right mind. Fighting to have the right mind.
I want to minister on this subject, fighting to have the right mind. And let's give God a praise for our subject this morning. Amen. Come on, let's clap like we are excited about it. Fighting to have the right mind. That key word being, I'm fighting to have the right mind. Right? Now, when it comes to fighting, this is an important word. When it comes to fighting, when you're fighting, again, you are preventing certain things from happening. When you're fighting, you're, you're warring, you're battling in order to prevent certain things from happening. And when I talk about fighting, I'm not talking about the fists, the knees, and the elbows. Though that may have its place. But I'm talking fighting in reference to what the Apostle Paul said when he spoke of himself saying that I have fought the good fight of faith. Come on. And so the fighting that we're doing, this is a spiritual battle. This is not a battle that is going to be won with our fists. Come on. Somebody know that to be true. Because there's really no way that you can physically, with your fists, your knees, and your elbows, put a beat down on demons. Come on, you can't do it. If demons are warring at my mind, and if I am to defeat that demon, then that's a spiritual battle. I'm only going to defeat the enemy again by fighting the good fight of faith. And I want you to receive this morning faith being when we are a hearer and doer of the word. We're living by faith when we are a hearer and doer of the word. When I am a hearer and doer of the word, it says about me and it says about you that we are living by faith. When you hear the word and you become a doer of the word or you put the word into action, you're fighting a good fight of faith. Yeah, things are coming at your mind to try to bring your mind into a place that you know your mind doesn't need to be in. And so you are a hearer and doer of the word. See, in every aspect of life where you're battling, you have to know the word in reference to that situation. If you're battling something in your body, and if you're going to fight the good fight of faith, you have to get in the word, know what the word says about our bodies, know what the word says about healing, 
Watch this. Take the word and apply it. Take the word and apply it. And you're going to see a change for the better eventually manifest in your body. If you're battling in your marriage, you have to know what the word says about marriage. Get in the word. Apply what the word says in reference to marriage. And you're going to be a better spouse. You see how I had to switch that up? Because you can't make nobody love you. You can't make nobody do right. So you don't get in the word to change your spouse. You get in the word so you will change yourself. You work on being the best wife that you can be. And if you got an unruly husband, you let God deal with your husband and vice versa. Not getting many claps for married folk, but y'all know there are times we'll be in the word in reference to marriage, but we're only in it to be able to tell our spouse what they need to do. No, you got to get in the word for yourself. Come on. The only way you're going to be happy, satisfied, and single, you got to get in the Word and understand that happiness is bigger than marriage. I'm already teaching right. See, you can't fight the good fight of faith and not be a hearer and doer of the Word. If you are battling financially, then you have to get in the Word and see what the Word says about finances, especially giving. See what the Word says about giving. See what God's promises are in reference to giving. Hear the Word and start applying the Word. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give and it shall be what? Good? Press? Shaking and running. But see, if I'm just a hero, I know to give, but I don't. I know to give, but I have excuses. I know to give, but I'm looking for reasons not to give. You're not fighting the good fight of faith. When it comes to self-esteem and how you feel about yourself, get in the word and learn how you should feel about yourself. We, we ought to think highly of ourselves. But we shouldn't think too highly. Am I right? But God has no problem with me feeling good about who he has created me to be. Now what he doesn't like is when I claim to be a child of his. But I'm not happy with who he created me to be. I'm looking at what he done for somebody else. And I'm letting it affect me in a negative way. No, you got to get in the word and recognize that you were created in the image of God. And he didn't create junk. Come on. So you got to start feeling good about yourself this year. Watch this. And you got to sustain that feeling. Come on, because some of us will feel good for just a moment, but it's too much back and forth with a lot of us. We're wrestling too much 
with not loving ourselves, not appreciating who God has created us to be. That's so important right there. You can't keep looking at other people wishing you was them. And I'm going to take it a step further, pretending that you them. You got to stop acting like sister so-and-so and be who God has created you to be. Because when you do it, jealousy got to flee. Envy got to go. Why? I appreciate who God made me. And he made all of us a little different from others to give you your uniqueness. Oh, teach it right, Pastor. I'm glad about who God made me. Do you hear me? I'm not up here trying to preach like nobody else. I'm giving it to y'all as God give it to me according to who he has created me to be. You say, Pastor, why are you going through all of that? Because because I can't beat me at being me. You can't beat me at being me. So the best thing I can do is to be me. Remember what I taught us years ago? You need to celebrate yourself, right? You need to be yourself, right? But you need to better yourself. It's good to celebrate yourself. It's good to be yourself, but never stop bettering yourself. Never stop improving. That's a good word for somebody. But that's how you fight the good fight of faith. Don't look at somebody else like they ain't in a battle. No. It takes something for them to be who they are. It takes something for you to be who you are in ministry. That thing going to battle your mind to get you out of ministry, to get you out of church, to stop you from serving. But can we limit it right now? No, that thing going to battle you on your job. And see, I say at church because I want us to know as a group of sanctified folk or a group of people who are being sanctified, God didn't ordain his people to hide out in the church. You can't just stay here thinking, well, I could just beat no. No. Sometimes you're going to battle in your home. Don't battle. If you're raising children, you're going to go through some battles. The older they get, those battles normally intensify. Why? Because they start taking on their own personality. Woo. And so, you know, I always tell y'all, when they small, enjoy it. Don't make the mistake I did. I rushed my children. I can't wait till they get older. I can't wait till they get older. And then, you know, I recognized, man, I, I wish I could shrink them. When they were young, we controlled the food in the house. You know, we have a little certain budget, a little something in there. We got like four eggs, but she do the cooking. So, hey, those four eggs pretty good until she decides what she going to do with them eggs. Now, you start taking on teenagers and they recognize how to turn that stove on, you going in there thinking you finna scramble them four eggs. No! Your greedy son ate them four eggs. He demolished them four eggs. There are no four eggs. Then when they start driving, you you taking them everywhere, but you just can't wait until they get them license and go by themselves. Now they out there. Bumping other cars <laughs> on your insurance 
And you pray in the state, take them license. You, you, that's your battle. That you get in one more accident, you hit somebody else. Man, I was so happy when it got to just being me and Don on our insurance. <laughs> get them off. I would call like, when can we take them off? <laughs> It got cheaper too. All right, let's let's notice. Some of y'all looking like pounds. Come on, be be. I'm serious. Notice why being a hearer and a doer is so important. Notice why. Notice the book of James. Notice the book of James. Uh oh. Notice the book of James. Hmm. Man, I just love when the word helps me. Just love when I be dealing with stuff and then the word just start coming. Just just like God just, just just been listening to me, just talking. That's how some of you feel this morning. Like, man, God, you have been hearing my prayers and now you're speaking through the pastor. Giving me what I need. You're giving me what I need this morning. James 1 and 22. James 1 and 22. Notice what the word says, James 1 and 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. See, in the church today, we have a lot of hearers only. And it's a blessing to hear, right? But when I am a hearer, it's that next word that is that we really need to understand. If I'm a hearer only, that's when I'm deceiving myself. Another way to say it is that's when I'm messing up myself. It's a blessing that you decided to come to church, no doubt. But you need to take it a step further and say, okay, I'm here. I'm hearing the word. Now I need to choose to do it. Now I need to choose to put it into action. Another way of saying it. I'm hearing it. Now I need to apply it or carry it out. And that's what so many in the church today are not doing. They're not doing. They're hearing only. James said when I'm a hearer only, I'm deceiving myself. I'm thinking that it's going to work out, but it's only going to work out to those who love God. And love. Love is. The evidence of love. I should say. Is obedience. See if it's only going to work out. For people who love God. Love equates obedience. Jesus said if you love me. Keep my commandments. So it ain't going to work out for everybody. Watch this. Just because they say it's going to work out. No, it's only going to work out for those who love God or for those who obey God or for those who hear the word and do the word. 
See, that's the reason I'm happy this morning. I'm going through some trials, but I got a guarantee because I'm a hearer and a doer because I truly love him that it's going to work out. It's going to work out. That's the reason you see, Pastor, right now, I don't look like I'm up under any pressure. I probably don't even appear to some of you to be going through anything. But that's because I recognize I'm a hearer and a doer. So I don't have to wear my problems on my sleeves. I don't have to let problems get me down. Watch, I don't have to let problems beat me down. Why? I got a promise that if I love God, where is he getting that from? Romans 8 and 28. For we know, for we know, for we know that all things, somebody about to get happy, work together for the good to those who what? Love God. Not some things, all things. That means if you love God and somebody lying on you before it's said and done, God going to make the lie work for you. Somebody should have been clapping because you probably got two or three folk lying on you and they good liars. Folk believe in the junk they talking, but it ain't over yet. Because when it's said and done, it's got to work for me. Only people ain't getting happy is folk that really don't believe that. God ain't gave liars the advantage to the point to where he'll allow them to defeat his people. Not so. But he will allow us to be lied on, mistreated, so that he will humble us. And ain't nothing like somebody lying on you who you thought was your friend. See, you come out of a situation like that, you humble yourself. You say, okay, God, I really got to start listening when you tell me don't hang with certain folk. Because I made this lie believable by hanging with them. Woo! It's good. Notice, when it comes to fighting... We're fighting to have the right mind. The Greek word for mind is noose. So I'm fighting to have the right noose. The right mind. Number one, the mind represents the place where we store knowledge and understanding. And listen to me. I don't want to just store up any kind of knowledge or understanding. Because there's knowledge that causes a person to be puffed up. I don't want that knowledge. There's worldly knowledge. I don't want that. See, I want divine knowledge. So I want to store up knowledge, but I got to fight to store up the right knowledge. I'm finna mess with some of you. Because there are things that we can see. There are things we can experience that we don't need to store that up. That's something that we saw, and we need to just quickly dismiss it. Are y'all with me? But see, now you sit here and act like sometimes that ain't a battle. Man, I can see this word like I'm seeing this word now without these spectacles. Seeing it. See, that's where I want my focus to be. 
you know. See right there where he says, you know, you're, if I'm a hero only, then I'm deceiving myself. So I don't need to be a hero only. I need to be a doer. Man, I'm seeing that. You know, that, that, that's where I want my mind to be today. Just on being a hero and a doer of the word. Let, let me, as a matter of fact, you know, I saw that. So let, let me just dive on into the scriptures and see what the Bible says about the doers of the word. Let me dive on in here and see what happened to people who, who was heroes and doers of the word. And then that, then that comes that battle to keep your mind right there. But then you can be like I have been before. And you can see an image that doesn't need to stay with you. But that is the image that tries to be with you all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mess around and think you done saw somebody twerking. But then you see Beyonce twerking. Oh. You know you need to turn that. Oh. And you slowly turn it. See, that becomes an image. Man, seems like this trying to stay with me. Let me move on because see, some of you might be seeing that image. Yeah, I got brothers out there. They scared. They, they, they want to say, Pastor, she, 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 she good. She, 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 she can do some things. See, sometimes you just got to keep it. 66 with, with saints because some saints don't act like every day that your mind is on the throne of God. That's what we wanted. But now there are these other images we're seeing. There are things we're hearing that doesn't need to stick with us but if we don't fight to have the right mind, what you heard is not only going to stick with you, but you're going to start making choices based upon what's sticking with you. And you're going to sell yourself out and say, I can't get this out of my mind. No, it's not that you can't. You won't fight. You won't fight. You won't fight. And sometimes the doctor will say something to you that you're going to have to fight not to receive in totality what he just said. It's going to be a fight to get that out of your mind and get the healing scriptures, teach it, pastor, in your mind so that the healing scriptures will trump the x-ray. It will trump what the doctors say. Any spade players in here. I ain't played spades in years. But you know, no matter how many books somebody think they got, if you're looking at your hand and know how to play, you already know they ain't got what they say they got. Or what y'all be in 10? Oh. You already know what you have trumps anything that they have. Something wrong with y'all when I... You use that, that, that natural analogy and folk like, oh, I get it. I get it now. But yeah, the word trumps whatever the enemy puts on the table. Healing, deliverance, protection, prosperity, career, finances, job, children.
children, marriage, relationship, church, ministry, family. Whatever the enemy attacks you with, the word trumps that. That's how I'm living. The enemy throws things at my mind, but I know the word. And I got something that will trump that. But when we don't fight, when we don't fight the way we need to fight, then I will have the wrong mind. I want to store up the wrong things. Mind also having to do with the seed of emotions and feelings. See, I, see this year, I want to have the right feelings. I want to have the right emotions. When things happen to me, I don't want my emotions to just try to run away with me. No, I want to be able to calm myself down. And in this moment where something just happened that I didn't see happening, I want to be in control of my emotions. I want to have the right emotions. When you have the right emotions about things, unwanted things happening, tell your neighbor the right emotion, the right mind will give you Watch how powerful this is here. The right response. Why do we sometimes respond to things wrong? We didn't have the right emotions. And in that moment, you did what I deem you nutted up. You abandoned all of your teaching. Some of you already this year, you don't have certain things already happen. And, and, and in that moment, because you didn't have the right mind, the right emotions, the right feelings, you abandoned the thing. Having the mind of Christ, and in that moment, you knew you didn't have the mind of Christ. You needed to just calm down. You needed to just calm down. See, that when I said this, your God, he's going he gonna to work on us. Right? He's already working on me. Now, also, the mind has to do with a person's attitude. As well as a person's character. So you got to fight to have the right character. Don't y'all know things are coming at you to ruin your character? How many of you have built, with the help of God, how many have built a good reputation with the help of God? You don't have a perfect reputation, but how many have built a good reputation in ministry with your family on your job? You've built a good reputation, don't miss it, with the help of God. Listen to me, because this is powerful. Do you realize it only takes a couple of minutes of having the wrong mind to ruin that reputation? It took me years, especially in this city, where you have so many shady pastors. You know, you have pastors in this city, well as other cities. They're good preachers as far as speaking and teaching. It's just their lifestyle. Their lifestyle is shot. And folk would go to their church to hear them hoop, to hear them sing. But, but, but he don't live anything. It'll take about five minutes for me to destroy my reputation. Just because my mind wasn't right. Oh, oh, oh I got to break this down. A lot of things that happened to me in ministry. But listen, I've never cursed out a member. 
Never. I've never cursed at a member. I've never yelled at a member. Besides first lady. <laughs> Who is a member? <laughs> That's the only member I just yelled at. Oh, I'm a church and I yelled at them. They back there looking crazy like that. You better come on here. You better, yeah. I yelled at them. Maybe I got my son-in-law one or two times, but it ain't been. Y'all see what I'm saying, though. And it wouldn't have took but that one time for a person to leave the church and say, man, he cussed me out down there. But ain't nobody got that testimony out there. Now, them some big lies. Why? But now, have I ever wanted? To cuss some out. You don't even see me smiling. But I knew in that moment, you better get a hold to your emotions. And you need to have the right mind in this moment. And see, sometimes having the right mind when something is happening, this is so good. And you got to turn to speak. But sometimes having the right mind is to say nothing. Even though folks, go go on. What? Say it. And you want to say it. But you're fighting to have the right mind. And you know if I say what I desire to say right now, I'm not going to hurt you more than I'll hurt me. So I have no response right now. That's some good stuff right there. And then finally, the mind is the place where we generate thoughts, ideals, and perceptions. See, the mind is where you generate thoughts, ideals, perceptions, or that's where we reason it. Your reasoning takes place in the mind. And so I want the right thoughts. But if I'm going to have the right thoughts, i got to fight to have the right thoughts, the right ideals and the right perception. What, what do Proverbs 14 and 12 teach you? That's one of our scriptures here, the place of refuge. There is a way. I didn't get that many people. That's our scripture. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way to a who? To a who? There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way of what? Death. Or destruction. Or ruin. Come on. That's when you got to fight to have the right mind. Because there is a way that seems right. When something seems right, that's dealing with your mind. And so you go to reacting or doing or making choices based upon... Watch this, what you think. You're doing that because you think that's what you need to do. Can I make it, can I make it plain? You go to that church because that's the church you think you ought to go to. But God thinks you need to be at a different church. You think you need to marry them but God doesn't think you need to marry them or date them or like them. 
or call them or text them or be friends with them. Connect with them. Because them will mess you up. Now I'm going to show y'all a powerful scripture, okay? Because we're talking about a way that seems right. And we're dealing with the what? The mind. Now I'm in the clothes, but 2 Samuel. I'm going to show you a powerful scripture. Now, now you got to keep focus on what I'm talking about or the scripture won't, it won't resonate with you the way I need it to. We're talking about having the right mind. And we're talking about that if we're not careful, we can think we got the right mind, but we have the wrong mind. Know the second Samuel. I mean, you got the wrong mindset. You're going to make choices based upon that wrong mindset. Instead of reaping what you thought would be good, you'll reap something bad. You'll reap something bad. Second Samuel 4. Second Samuel 4. Notice, notice. How many have been enjoying the teachings this year? How many about show of hands, you, you've listened to the New Year's Eve message? Again, how many have listened to that again? Amen, amen. That's it. See, see what I'm saying? See, some of y'all, you you don't. You, you, I'm telling you, it's gonna take something. It's gonna take something. Now I told y'all that needed to be a message that we are continually hearing. I listened to it again last night myself. Powerful things within that message. Second Samuel. Second Samuel 4, verse number 10. This is David speaking. Don't lose the train of thought of what I said. You can have the wrong mind, thinking, making choices based on the wrong mind, wrong feelings, wrong emotion, thinking you're going to reap good, you reap bad. I need to show you that in the Scripture. Second Samuel 4, in verse 10. This is David speaking. He said, when someone told me, saying, Look, Saul is dead. Saul was David's enemy because Saul chose to be David's enemy. And so someone told David, saying, look, Saul is dead. Now Saul was the king. Thinking, thinking, thinking to have brought good news, I arrested him and had him executed at Ziglag. The one who thought the one who thought I would give him a reward for his news. Here's a man can't wait to get to David to give David what he thinks is good news and going to yield him a reward. He tells David his news and it's not good news to David. And David has him executed. For the news that he brought him because he was happy about that news. Now imagine, let's go back. Would he have brought David that news if he knew it was going to get him killed? No way, right? He would have been the last one to tell him. They say, hey, somebody need to tell David all that. He'd been like, I ain't telling him nothing. I ain't telling him nothing. They could even say it to him, hey, you say you had something to tell David. I ain't got nothing to tell David. How you doing, David? 
It's good to see you. But see, I'm just trying to show you that there are times we don't fight to have the right mind. And you go to making choices thinking, well, this going to better me. This going to help my situation. No, what you're about to do is going to mess you up. What you're about to do going to set you back. Come on, even though you're so excited to do what's in your mind to do thinking, it's going to push you forward. No, this is going to set you back. Watch this. And like it or not, we reap what we sow. You can be saved, but if you make a bad choice, God is merciful. But depending on how much you know and how well trained you are, he's going to show you mercy, but you're also going to reap. You're going to reap because, because you chose to do that. And there are things you can, choices you can make that you're going to reap this for a day or two. Come on. But then there are choices we make. You're going to reap this for years. Some of us fell in love with the wrong people in time past. And, and, and we reap that for a long time. Some of you are just not getting over things. You just not being able to see a certain person without wanting to knock them upside the head. That's how mad you be at yourself for liking them, for how in the world. And can't stand when nobody say, girl, then you used to do nothing. And you tell that person, quick, you better stop playing with me. You know what that fool did to me. That fool messed my life up. No. And, and you'll reap young people. You, you'll reap some things. You can go to God crying and, oh, God, forgive me. Yeah, I'm going to forgive you, but there's some reaping for what you decided to do. I believe a person can rob a bank today. And if their heart is right, God will forgive them. But you're going to jail. <laughs> you going to They go, they go. <laughs> They cuffing you up, you Lord, in the name, Father, forgive me for my sins today. Hear my cry, Lord. You going to jail. Now, you might end up being a preacher in jail, but you're going to jail. Some good stuff may manifest. <laughs> Let's deal with the wrong mind. Let's deal with the wrong mindset. Go back to uh, Romans 8. I'm in there close. Let's deal with the wrong mindset. Man, it's so good when you talk. That, that's when I always say, it, you know, God teach me. That, that's how I was when I first got saved. I wanted God to teach me so that I can get some act right in me. Because I didn't have none. Teach me, Lord. Teach me your way so I can do right. Come on. And, and even to this day, some 25 plus years later, I'm still having the same attitude toward God. Teach me. I want my character to be right. I want to be a man of integrity. So teach me your way, God. I'm still that way. Some of you have been saved for years and you're still that way. But notice the wrong mindset. Romans 8 and 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. See, that's the wrong mindset. The wrong mindset is living according to the flesh. Or having what Minister Shamar talked about, a carnal mind. See, when you look at the flesh, when you look at having a carnal mind, number one, it is. And we need to understand the flesh. Now, listen, I'm finna break down what the flesh is, but the flesh is different from the devil. See, this is a whole different battle. I say, this is a whole different battle. 
And, and look at your neighbor and say, when it comes to your flesh, you can't get it saved. You can't get it delivered. And so we're going to always be warring against the flesh. Do y'all understand that? Because the flesh is enmity against God. It is not subject, teach pastor, to the will of God. Watch, neither indeed can be. So you can't get the flesh saved. The flesh is something the preacher deals with. The flesh is something the deacons deal with. The flesh is that which ministers deal with. Husbands deal with the flesh. Wives deal with the flesh. People that got good jobs got to deal with their flesh. Folk who got plenty of money got to deal with their flesh. Folks who are riding in nice sports cars like me, I got to deal with my flesh. And certain things attract certain things. Yeah, when I drive certain cars, she want to be there. She said, I'm riding with you. <laughs> said, I'm riding with you. So you come on and ride then, girl. Some of y'all, some of y'all don't think that's true, but that's true. You get certain things, and they ain't even seen you because of your tent and all that. Once you step out, more folk just spotted you. Because everybody ain't driving one of them. Ooh, girl. Ain't he look good? <laughs> now some of us can drive a hoop and get out and make, make a hoop that look good. So my young guys got game like that. Your girl will get on the back of a bicycle with you. You know you got some game, boy. <laughs> Mother boy riding their cars. You got to get on the back of this bicycle, girl. <laughs> Y'all pulling up out there actually parking a bicycle on a bicycle. Hey, that boy got some game right there. Look, look, look. Bring your minds back in. The flesh or the corner mind is number one. Thinking, talking, or doing wrong. When we're thinking, talking, or doing wrong, that's the flesh. That's that carnal nature. Listen, we born with it. You born with that. Remember how I always teach y'all, you got to teach folk to do right, but you never have to teach folk to do wrong. You got to teach a child to tell the truth, and you got to teach the child the benefits of telling the truth. You never have to teach the child to lie. That's that carnal nature. You have to teach folks to confess when they wrong. Right? But you don't have to teach somebody when they right to step up. Certain things got to be taught. Number two, the flesh represents, and now this is a strong definition, so hear me. The flesh represents a desire or a craving for pleasurable things that are evil. The flesh or the carnal mind craves, desires, watch this next word, pleasurable things that are evil. And see, so you got folk thinking, man, I can't live, say, I, I, man, I, I be desired. Brother, that's a, you got to fight. 
You've been laying down all your life. So when somebody talks to you about fighting to have the right mind, you think it can't be done. No, that's the flesh. That evil desire that is pleasurable. See, that's what we got to grasp as saints. You don't come to church thinking when you get saved that you ain't going to see nothing that's evil or you're not going to desire something that's evil. No, that's your fight. The world doesn't change because you got saved. When you get saved, your friends that were partying with you, if they don't get saved, guess what they still doing? They still partying. Do you hear me? Now, the script club that I used to go to, that I was hooked to, if I go there tonight, they still throwing down. They, they, they didn't stop because I got saved. Boy, you have to teach like this in the church. That's where you got to fight. When you want to touch something that God said don't touch, that's your fight. What did Eve desire to touch? Well, to eat. The one thing that God said, don't eat. That's your flesh. If God says fast, your flesh wants to eat. If God says pray, your flesh wants to watch TV or a game. Why? Because the flesh is enmity against God. If God wants you to shut up, you want to talk. If God don't want you to have the last word, you want the last word. That's the flesh. And you can't bring the flesh to the altar and say, I'm leaving this flesh. On the altar. No. No. Come on somebody. I said no. The flesh is also trusting man above God. When I start trusting man above God, I'm in the flesh. Do you know there are things that we do that are spiritual? See, can anybody get there? There are things we do that's spiritual that doesn't give you instant gratification. You don't always pray. Not every time. And two minutes into the prayer, you like, God, the presence of God all in the room. I feel, God, I feel his presence all over me. No, you don't. There are times you pray and you don't feel but watch sin. The moment we sin, when you sow into the flesh, you get immediate gratification. It's like you get an immediate reward. That's why Paul had to tell the church that the wages of sin is death. Because if he don't remind them what sin pays or gives you, then they're going to allow the pleasure of it to drive them. 
most of us that's above age, you can't really say. See, how can I clean it up? That if you slept with a certain person, you wouldn't get no enjoyment. You can't say that. You can't say that. Women too. Women so try to act so just. Yeah, they, they, when I talk like that, the women just get looking at you to eat me. Got to pray the dog out of them. Women have some dogs in them. You can't say you can't say that. But what you can say is, what will that seven minutes of pleasure bring me? What will it bring me? I better go up. Fifteen. What will? I'm going to hit everybody in here. What will that 15 minutes do? What, brother, what's that two minutes going to do for you? What, what, what is going what, what to cause you to reap? Could be AIDS. You can be done and say, I never had it like that. Yeah, but you got something else you never had that there's no cure for. Because you sold into the flesh. And if you don't teach church people that, they'll look at sin and think, well, shoot, man, pastor just don't know what I'm up against. Pastor up against similar things. But I'm fighting. Oh, come on. I'm in the clothes. I said, but I'm fighting to have the right mind. Didn't enough folk get happy about that? I said, I'm fighting. What did I teach a couple of weeks ago? A mind stayed on. I'm fighting to keep my mind stayed. And you don't think that's a fight? When demons are pulling on you? When the flesh is coming against you? Trying its best to pull you back into the man you said you was tired of being. That's a battle. Some of you, all your life, you have been a certain way as far as being mean and unruly. Your flesh going to war at you when you start trying to be submissive. The flesh will tell you stuff like, you letting them run over you. You better show him. No, that's your flesh. God is teaching you how to humble yourself. He's teaching you how to pray and then see something that you prayed about. Teach it, Pastor, in secret, manifest in the open. God is showing you that when you pray, he'll fight for you. Come on, I got to close it. Go, go back to Romans 8. Look at it. Look, look at it. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is what? Death. To be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded is life and what? Peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please who? Cannot please who? Cannot please who? Take name. If you don't fight to have the right mind, 
and you have a carnal mind, you cannot please God. I can't do it. What is the motivation for fighting to have the right mind? We close it in Proverbs 16. What is the motivation? And understand that when I'm dealing with your mind, your thoughts and so forth, God searched the hearts. Come on. He knows the mind. See, he had me saying certain stuff right now because he know what's in people's heart or in their mind. God know what you battling. Come on, somebody. And if a person is going to fight, you need motivation. Nobody fights without motivation. Come on. Remember a couple of weeks ago I used the illustration of somebody trying to take Marine? And I was talking about how if they don't show nothing or it ain't a serious threat, I'm not just going to take my ring off and give it to them. What's the motivation for not just giving it up? What I paid for. Knowing its value. What is the motivation for fighting to have the right mind? Because if you leave today and you don't have the right motivation, you're not going to fight to have the right mind. Listen, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 really tell it. But you may continue coming to church because your relatives come here. You may continue coming just because you got some friends that you like that, and you come here. God already allowed me to know there are people that come to church. Their reasons for being in the house is not right. But you go on and keep doing what I'm telling you to do. One motivation for fighting to have the right mind is that without it, I can't please God. No need in trying. He said, so those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You hear me? That means if I'm in the flesh at church, I can't please him. If I'm in the flesh at home, I can't please him. If you get in the flesh on your job, you can't please him. If you get in the flesh at Food Depot, you can't please him. If you get in the flesh at Dillard's, you can't please him. Because sometimes, like it or not, I'm bringing a good message to saints who need to live by the good word, but their mind is carnal when I'm bringing that good message. Your mind on something else. You got to fight. When I start talking about certain things, if you start thinking about the game later on, you, you, you got to start fighting right then. And no, look, I ain't got no business with my mind on the game. And the prophet is up there teaching under this kind of anointing. And I'm thinking about wishbone. I'm wrong for that. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just hoping they get my state right today at Texas Roll House. Last time, man, they messed that steak up. I hope that cook that was there last. See, what is your mind on that for right now? Proverbs 16. Pastor, you don't understand. This important game. We got to win this. We. What I done told you about that we. <laughs> if we getting paid, do we get in free? Pastor, we don't get this. We. (laughs) 
If your mind on shopping right now, that's wrong. And see, only y'all know when I'm teaching like this where your mind is at. But don't you know there are times that you got to pull your mind back in? Your mind will try to leave you. Come on. It's something as simple as it is still raining. Who cares? <laughs> Some folks just say, it ain't raining like it was. I'm sitting up here. I just said what you needed. Proverbs 16, the last motivation for fighting to have the right mind. Proverbs 16 and 7. The Lord has given us a wonderful word. Proverbs 16 and 7. When a man weighs, please the Lord. When a man weighs, please the Lord. He makes. He makes. Even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's the second motivation. When I fight to have the right mind, God helps me with my enemies. And I need his help. Amen. I'm done. Let's give him a hand to pray. Fighting to have the right mind. Come on. We ought to jump to our feet this morning. Give God a hand of praise like we're letting him know your word. Help me today, Lord. Woo, I was going through some stuff in my mind. Thank you for your word. I can do this thing. I'm going to fight to have the right mind. I'm going to fight to have the right mind. So I'm going to fight to have the right mind. Remember, that mind is a powerful thing. Even something as simple. Listen, as you rest to your feet, everybody can should be resting to your feet. Even if something as simple as, and don't slip on this, having my body where my body needs to be. You know, to have your body where it needs to be, you got to have the right mind. You got to have the right mind. And then to get your body where it needs to be and put your mind in the same place, that's a wonderful thing. But if you ain't careful, if you don't fight to have the right mind, there are going to be times that you will not even have your physical body where God desire for your physical body to be. Paul said, what, uh, Present your bodies as a living what? Sacrifice. You know, I was battling something uh, in reference to my body being in a certain place. And I knew it was the enemy because I knew that God wanted me to be in that place. And so I just started fighting. I just started fighting. I started fighting because I knew the benefits of me being in that place. I knew good would come out of me being there. And so I just started fighting to have the right mind. And God calls things to work out. Don't, never, don't ever think just because you saved that you're going to always want your body to be physically where your body needs to be. No, even being saved, God can tell you to do something and you don't want to do what he's telling you to do. And so it's gonna, you're going to have to fight to get your mind right. To obey him. Amen. It, it's, it's good. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. I want to pray for us this morning. Lift your hands this morning. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the word. Fighting to have the right mind. Continue, Lord, working on we, your people. That we may be everything you have ordained for us to be. 
in these perilous times. We desire to be light. Lord, we desire to be an example. Lord, thank you for allowing us to know that one of our motivations for fighting to have the right mind needs to be to please you. And I pray, Lord, even for this congregation, even for those that are live streaming, that we will desire to please you above anyone or anything so that you will help us concerning our many enemies that come against us. Thank you for your word. I pray now, God, that your word be so in the lives of the heroes and the doers of the word. I pray your blessing be upon them the remainder of the day. I pray your strength, your anointing, your empowerment be upon your people right now from the crown, Lord, of their heads until the soles of their feet. Whoever or whatever is opposing your will for their lives as they become a hearer and doer of the word continually, as they fight to have the right mind, thank you for subduing enemies. Thank you for defeating our enemies. And we give you praise, glory, honor, and we do so in Jesus' name, saying, in reference to us, so be it. So be it. Saints shout, so be it. Shout, so be it. Amen. This has been Pastor Leonard Con We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.